And we are back. Episode three. Episode three. <laughs> Two more than all the haters said we'd make it. You know, speaking of haters, it's funny. I don't know if it's the same for you, but I get a lot of texts from friends like, hey, you should talk about this. You should do this differently. I got a lot of feedback, by the way, that I say Bogota, Bogota. I, I still don't know how to say it. <laughs> you got even got an email about it? Yeah. I, I mean, had, I had a buddy send me a text this morning with the proper way to say it from YouTube. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a great way to go. Yeah, let's go to YouTube. Yeah. It has all the knowledge in the world. Uh, but all the, I mean, what a, what a week in golf. There's controversy everywhere. The, the waste management, we got rules infractions that nobody knows what's going on. They rescind some of them. Is it a penalty with Ricky? Is it not? Should they have penalized other people? They have video of people doing the same thing. Well, not the Ricky situation, the Denny McCarthy, but the Ricky right. deal was crazy. Yeah, right. But so, so Ricky Fowler gets it done. Um, Do we think he's a closer now? Though <laughs> they, they said coming down the stretch, I mean, he he still the Grady in a double and a triple. He's the first one to win since 1983, doing that in the final round. Does that does he that? Do we label him a closer for winning this tournament? The only thing I'll say about it is the weather was completely not what it's supposed to be out there and nobody played great. I mean he had you had him and Justin Thomas, you know, having a pillow fight. Just, yeah. It's not like Justin Thomas shot three or four under. He shot what? Two over? Two maybe over, yeah. the last shoot two over. Kuchar's lock of the day though. Yeah, that's right. Cow's lock of the day. You had uh Kuchar just falling apart down the stretch. So it was a I don't know. I don't I don't want to get on Ricky too hard. He did get the deal done going from a five-shot lead on 11-T to a one-shot lead. He falls behind, and then he birdies. Birdied two of the last four. Yeah, birdied 15 and 17. 15, yeah. Ends up winning by two, so yeah. you can't get on him too hard. Finally either. avoided the water in 17. I think he's he's hitting the water there most, most times than anybody else. That's right. So the other thing I want to bring up about the – the uh, Ricky, we talked about it last week with the equipment change. So Justin Rose changes irons, wins in the second event back. Ricky Fowler changes his golf ball mm-hmm. to TaylorMade and wins. I mean, is the equipment argument dead? I, I wouldn't say it's dead. I just think that everything's so close now with the R&D that they're able to just have things so tight. You can, cha- you can change pretty, pretty well across brands. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so also at the at the waste management, we have Johnny Miller's final day, which was a lot more emotional, I think, than, a, than a lot of people thought pull, it was going to be. Pull out of the heartstrings. I mean, you had Roger Malby just basically breaking down on air about couldn't I couldn't handle it. Um, Peter Jacobson singing. Yeah, I mean Jake and the Jake and the Flounders was that the yeah. was that the band. But, but the thing about Johnny Miller leaving on Saturday, think of what he missed on Sunday. Just a chance for him to be real. I mean, that could have been a top mm-hmm. five day with Johnny Miller. You you would have had Ricky collapsing. Mm-hmm. You'd have Kuchar collapsing. Um, I mean, just so much carnage out there. Brandon Grace, the only one that looked like he wanted to win for a little bit. Right, but then he hits in the water on yeah. 17 and makes bogey. Terrible pitch shot, by the way. <laughs> he was lucky. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He hit it. He Hit it, what pitch it over the green into the, the bunker? bunker. He, he had to get up and down from a short sided <laughs> bunker for bogey. Yeah, so so you have Johnny Miller's final day. 
the thing I remember most about Johnny Miller is probably his incredible ability to compare anything to his '63 Oakmont. I, that it, before you started that sentence and or completed that sentence, you were talking about bef- the the main memory of Johnny Miller, and I'm like, that's probably the one that I remember. <laughs> it is. Everybody remembers that. But I I did find a Bernard Longer quote on him that I thought was they they asked him at some point they said hey who's the best ball strike you've ever seen and he said in my 47 years the best one I ever saw was Johnny Miller he said there was a stretch of nine holes where he tore the cup out with every iron shot the sound the trajectory the distance was breathtaking he said he finished second but his golf that day is the golf I see when I close my eyes and dream <laughs> I mean that's Bernard Longer who's Played with everybody. One on every continent. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty high praise. Yeah. So, who is the best ball striker you've ever played with? Man. Or that you've seen. Yeah, I've never played with them. But, uh, I mean, I got to think of our our main sponsor of the show, David Denham. That performance he put on at the U.S. floor ball last year in that second round. I mean, he was... He was having to shoot away from the flag so he wouldn't hit it and go in a bunker. <laughs> that was his kind of mindset. And I walked off that day, and, and I've, I've always played pretty competitive golf and thought I was a decent player. You know, I can, I can still shoot par now and then. I never wanted to play again after watching that. I, I, I think I told you that night I was going to quit the game. Yeah, he, he absolutely. What kind of chance do I have? Disintegrated all your hopes and dreams. Yeah. And usually, usually I would have gone and grabbed a couple of clubs and gone to the range after that and peeled a couple of those pro v's that they had out there but i just didn't want yeah i was done david denham's ball striking I mean, the way the sound everything i'll go a little i'll go a little different my and i still remember my senior year east regionals we played at lake nona and we were played with, paired with coastal carolina and we'd heard about this dustin johnson guy and we hadn't but we never we hadn't played with him all year and he gets on the first tee and I can't remember who the third guy in our group was, but we hit drivers up there, and he's like the third guy to hit. And he hits a three-wood. I mean, like head high, five-yard, just bullet draw. And I have never – I never felt like I couldn't compete with anybody. And Until I saw that. that shot, and I was like, wow. What am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the next hole's 580, and nobody ever thought about getting there. And he knocked it right on the green in two. I mean, it was just... You can't sit there and be like, all right, I'm going to hit fairways, and I'll get him eventually. Like, <laughs> right. He hits the so, fairway, too. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm not competing with that guy. He used to come up and play the Monroe, and he won it one year. And the spots that he would hit it into, we're looking at it, and we're like, oh, my God, this is this is a completely different ball game than anybody's ever played. I mean... Yeah, it's, it's, it's great, and it, and it translates... Right to the PGA Tour. He's won a U.S. Open. He he's won every year. He's been on tour. I think it's like uh, is it eleven straight years now? Well, I think so. We got we got to get this calendar year. He hasn't won yet. That's right. Well, one in Saudi. One one in, in Saudi Arabia. We yeah. had Sergio throwing tantrums. But I think he's won. He got on tour in 08. He's won every. There is one because they have the wraparound season where he won a fall event. But he's won every official year on the PGA Tour. Yeah. That he's been on tour. I mean that's. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. So back to the the Phoenix Open, just kind of recapping that. Your sleeper pick last week. Man, got off strong, Matthew right? Matthew Wolf opens with a sixty seven. I thought I was a genius. I was, <laughs> yeah. 
He's I was walking around town, like, strutting a little bit. You got Kuvion tweeting about you. Yeah. I mean, feeling good. <laughs> I was feeling great. 67, he walked out. I think he birdied, like, maybe his first two holes the next day. And then kind of had a couple mishaps. He had a double in the yeah, second then round. He was still maybe six under. He shot two under the second round. And, and then he shot one over each of the... Yeah, end up yeah. 50th maybe. But still, first time out there opening 67 on that golf course right. with the... You know, I heard somebody call it the, the People's Championship. <laughs> which I thought I thought was pretty appropriate. Uh, so I, th- I thought that was pretty impressive. I was hearing that, and I was hearing the wasted management. <laughs> there were a few videos going yeah. around. Did you see that guy stumbling? <laughs> oh, yeah, walking just... But does does Wolf get a couple more exemptions because of that? I mean... Probably. Yeah. Does he... This is his sophomore year. Are we seeing him on turn pro this summer? I don't... It's a it's Walker just, Cup year. Yeah. It's just so hard for those guys, because even if you turn pro, if if you're not guaranteed... Six or seven starts, there's no reason to turn pro. But like, how are you going to get those starts? So he, I mean, he's he's not going to get them going back to Oklahoma State. Right. You know? So why not at least try and go to q Well, if, if he thinks he can get them, then, yeah, he definitely needs to go. Yeah. But I mean, would, you, would you argue going to Q-School and maybe the Latin America route is less than an Oklahoma State schedule? That's a tough call. I mean, if he if he can get those starts, I would say turn pro. If not, yeah. I think you keep trying to play college golf and building up the brand and maybe it's, getting a few more starts and playing well. Because yeah. what, like as we talked about last week, there's nowhere really to go play. I mean, he's going so he can play at Oklahoma State again, and in the, the best US, golf courses, right? Or he can go try to go to Q School, which is a Total crapshoot. Yeah. Or you can, you know, try to get to Latin America or China or one of those places, but is that a better option? You know, what was that silly nonsense they put out a few months ago about having a draft? You remember seeing yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that was back as in December. They're talking about drafting like five guys maybe. Yeah, I don't I have no idea how that would work. Yeah, the, there's not there hasn't been much to that since then. <laughs> there was one it was press just like a policy meeting that they had in the PGA Tour. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Interesting though about Matthew Wolf, I was looking up some stats on on that after he kind of started out well. So last week there are eight Oklahoma State golfers in the field, the most of any college. Uh, and the the interesting thing about it is there were four out of five from the 2011 team that did not win the national championship. They wow. lost on their home course to Augusta State, who was led by Patrick Reed. <laughs> but you had Taylor Gooch, Kevin Tway, Peter Uline, uh, Morgan Hoffman, and then just for <laughs> – I looked up the roster, and they also had Brandon Whedon, who played quarterback for the football team. And then he was playing on, in the NFL. <laughs> his picture is him. He was in the, on the golf team for a little bit? In his picture, his football picture. You know, the ice, <laughs> like the football picture, they're holding the holding the football. Morgan so. Hoffman's a, a, a pull-on-your-heartstring story. Have you heard about him? Yeah. Yeah. He's got multiple sclerosis. Yeah, yeah MLS, yeah. Um, he but fighting through it. Trying to fight through it. He's got limited starts. He played on the web tour a couple weeks ago. I think this is his second start of the year. He made the cut at the Farmers. Um, he was in this week at AT&T, but he, I saw this morning he was out, so I don't know what happened there. But that's never fun to hear about. 
No, especially a young yeah. kid. I mean, he's fit. Yeah, he was always in good shape taking care of himself, and he just kept getting tired and weaker and couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So so staying with the Phoenix Open, or the Waste Management Open. Wasted The Wasted Management Open. Is has the 16th hole almost gotten, gotten too much, you think? Is it's it, such a constant noise. I don't know if that's okay. You know, like... There's no there's no restrictions, there's no quiet time. I get it if somebody like Ricky's on the tee pumping up the crowd. But those guys are over seven, eight footers trying to trying to play for the livelihood and they can't you you can't hear the announcers talking when they're at that hole. Yeah. It's it's definitely taking off a life taking on a life of its own. I'm just not sure that it hasn't gone it, it's definitely so corporate now. Yeah. But there were videos of people on... People running in at like yeah. 4 in the morning. Yeah, as soon as the gates open, they run well, there. One thing I'm worried about, you, you and I, I go to a few tournaments every year to watch Dom or whatever, and each tournament now seems to start getting this hole. So, like, I went to the Wells Fargo last year at Quell Hollow, and 17, it's a par 3. They're trying to build that. And they're, they're calling it, like, the bird's nest or something, and they're trying to get a bunch of people going there. The Vales Par last year, they had a par 3, and Hooters was sponsoring it. <laughs> I can't argue that because I'm a big Hooters fan. <laughs> we need Hooters to sponsor the show. Yeah, we should do a live show for Hooters. <laughs> but they 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 were doing it there, and and you kind of keep seeing it week to week. They'll they'll do something where they're giving giveaways or half price drinks or whatever. And I don't think it's something you need every week on tour. You know, it's okay out there. It's fun to see it grow. It's getting a lot of people into the game, especially on a Super Bowl weekend. All right. So. It's okay for out there, but I just don't want to see it go every single week. Right, I I agree. And on on a flip note of that, just something that that crossed my mind is, you know, somewhat because of the crowds. But I mean, could you imagine TPC Scottsdale as a Ryder Cup venue? That'd be great. Um, I mean, we're, think we're, of the last four holes. You got fifteens of a par five yeah. that. With, with water all around it, 16, Reachable. par 3, yeah. 17, the drive of par 4, 18, they hit it so far. There's not a ton to it 18 anymore. 18's become irrelevant almost. Right. But that's that's my opinion on what the, the I guess the PGA runs that for the U.S. Wait, you brought this up back when the Ryder Cup was this fall. You had brought this up before we even thought about the podcast. and I remember you telling me, you gave me some stat of... It, I, I can't think of the right numbers, but the amount of holes of European players that had played at the Paris course versus Americans was astounding because they play there every single year. Yeah, and we don't we don't ever get a stop like that. I mean, look back at our Ryder Cup courses. You got like Oak Hill back in '95. We picked major Hazel venues, team. yeah, which nobody knows. Yeah, well, the the Europeans know them as well as the Americans. Yeah, I just, I do not for the life of me know why. And someone in Bethpage coming up. Mm-hmm. The next U.S. one's Bethpage. Well, when's the I mean, there's a Bethpage had a playoff event. Yeah. Um, but you've just got. I it's still, know, it's not a regular stop. Right, but the, the the thing that really emphasizes to me was last year in France, and the on paper the U.S. was the favorite. They were mm-hmm. the betting favorite. There was no way. They should have lost, and they got railroaded because those guys. It's a golf course they play every year. It's you know they're talking about it being tight and whatever. Everybody's playing the same golf course. Yeah, they just played it more, and they're more comfortable. They're making. They knew the lines off the tee. 
I mean, right. let's look at somebody like Will Peoples. If Will Peoples is at Chattahoochee every day, he's going to beat anybody in the world, but take him somewhere else. And we're going to get a little different mindset out there. Sorry, he's, Peeps. <laughs> yeah, he's just a, just a comfort level. Right. No, Peeps, Peeps game's getting he's, – he's traveling. I'm just making fun of him a little bit. <laughs> Shout out. Taking a shot, Peeps. <laughs> so you got that, the – Scottsdale, which I think is a, a great, great tournament, great venue. Glad to see, glad to see Ricky Fowler get it done. New king of the desert, maybe. Oh, that's right. The Johnny Miller yeah, signed off. Right. Got, got Ricky Fowler coming on. The the interesting thing that a lot of people got caught up in are the penalties, and it started, I believe it was Friday with Denny McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Getting the same sort of penalty that Hatong Lee did on the European tour the week before, and it was just crazy. The the caddy standing behind him, he takes three practice swings, and you can tell the caddy's just talking about the shot. Right. I, I read their their quote from it, and he's saying his caddy's just trying to get in there and see the shot. It's awkward if he's standing right next to him or on top of him. He's just trying to see it from his perspective so he can offer some insights into it. And, it's almost a they get out of the way and it's almost a trigger for them too like you know what we're not into the shot yet my caddy's still here we're still talking about it it's not like he was intentionally lined up it's a wet shot these guys aren't going to get lined up on a wet shot right let's have some common sense he's no nancy lopez and enough it's 85 <laughs> yards over the bunker well, yeah <laughs> but but the, even after the i don't cat- have to line her up on tee shots <laughs> that's true but even after the caddy left he backs off the shot. He wasn't, yeah. Then goes back into it and hits it. Mm-hmm. And they give him a penalty. There was a lot of outrage on social media, and rightly so. Yeah. I don't know if that's why they overturned it. I got to think it had an impact on it. I mean, he, Slugger White's not going to miss that stuff. He's pretty pretty polished with the, with the rules, I think. And um, Danny McCarthy actually brought in a bunch of videos of other players that were doing it. Like, hey... This guy did the same thing, and, and even Ricky Fowler, Joe Scover on his caddy, was standing behind him on a putt, and he moved out of the way. He actually got caught. He's like, "Ooh, I better get out of here." And you can see it in his face. I, I could probably pull up the video, not for not that our viewers can see it right now, but um, he got out of the way, and Denny had brought that to the rules official, and they're like, "Oh, well, we just missed those." So like, you can't just miss some like like this. Golf's always been black and white. Right. You know, it's never been a judgment situation like a pass interference call where. Oh, this guy got it because we were there. You know, it's just a just a bad look for the the tour having to deal with that. I'd like to ask somebody out there, and you see some Twitter guys once in a while. Does the PGA Tour need a different set of rules than the USGA? I think they should they should have their own. Yeah, the 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 rules of golf are were they're way too many rules. Nobody knows them. And they're made by and enforced by guys that don't play at the highest level. Right. And, it, and it's just a bunch of suits. Right. the The whole thing with Ricky, logo bingo suits. The whole thing with with <laughs> Ricky Fowler on eleven is just crazy. Well, you know, that, he, that one kind of I can understand that to an extent because if he had have hit his ball there and that ball had stopped and then he's walking around and looking at it. And then all of a sudden it rolls in the water, the ball's in the water. You know what I mean? Right. So the ball was in play. 
he got a, he got a raw deal there. Yeah, and you could hear you could hear Slugger White asking him. Basically, he was trying was to lead the, him. He was, was trying to direct ball, him. Was the yeah. ball at rest? And Ricky says, he, he paused kinda, for a little bit, and then you can tell. I mean, I know the rule. I had it. There was an. I was playing in an amateur golf tournament. Yeah, at Druid Hills, and they, one of the guys I was playing with, he he spotted the ball, picked his coin up, and it was kind of on top of a hill. He walked down to the other side of the hole to look at it. And about that time, the ball starts rolling down, and it rolls to like a foot. And he kind of looks at us, and we're like, eh, "Nice birdie." Yeah. It, it is what it is, right? And, and I did see people say, "Well, if it was on the green, it wouldn't be a penalty." Well, true, but it wouldn't have been a penalty if the ball didn't roll in the water, right? If if you put the ball there and you move your coin or you place it and then you walk away. The ball's in play. Mm-hmm. And, and I get it. They say, well, it wouldn't have been a penalty if it's on the green. Well, it wouldn't have been a penalty if it just rolled into the bunker. Yeah. Or what you you brought up a point. You texted me during it. And, and Stuart and I go back and forth during these broadcasts, kind of talking about some certain things. And, and Stuart said, remember this for the podcast. Is that a big miss by his caddy? They could have gone back and replayed the shot originally. That was a much easier shot. The first one, I thought. Yeah. Then going back across that bunker, being on this episode, I mean, if he flubs a little bit, goes in the bunker. The best, was, the best shot he hit was 12 feet past the hole, and he made a great putt. But I think he could have gone back and replayed the shot and gotten a little closer, or at worst, as close as he did with that pitch from the other side. I think he kind of panicked in the situation on where to drop it. Yeah. I was even questioning on how he got to drop it where he did. How was that not closer to the hole? <laughs> right. I mean that that was a fine line in there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't I don't know how that I mean it, I don't know how that worked. I don't know all like I don't I said, know all the angles. We don't know all the rules. Yeah, yeah. Kind of the we, area. We just play golf. We don't know the rules. Should have that ball should have rolled in the bunker. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, don't know, I don't know how I missed the bunker to begin with and ended up in the water. But I, I think that was a a caddy is there to to somewhat say, hey, why don't we go back to where you originally chipped yeah. from? Let's at least explore that option. You can easily chip it a lot. I thought he hit a pretty good shot. It it, it, it was the hardest. It was raining, so it skipped. It, it you skipped, could see and then that. it just never grabbed. And you're like, oh, it's off the green. Oh, it's in the no, it's not in the. Oh my god, it's in the water. <laughs> right. Like, what just happened? And and meanwhile, Brandon Grace is making birdie on fifteen, mm. and he goes from a five shot lead to a one shot lead. And then Ricky's shaking. You know, it's a bad shot on the next hole. Next thing you know, he's tied. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Could you imagine that that day, if that was Sergio that day, what he would have done to that green? He would have decapitated (laughs) Slugger White. Oh, sent him in the water, (laughs) threw his bag around. The thing about the tour and enforcing these silly penalties that we've seen on both the European and the PGA Tour, if you're going to enforce. Penalties and force pace of play. Five hours and ten minutes for the final round. Right. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. It took them four hours. But that was the third 13. round. The final round might have been longer. The yeah. third round was five hours and ten minutes. Yeah. I, and they were playing good. Sixty fours. There were two sixty fours in the final. <laughs> as long as they take it at a shot then. Yeah. But just enforce pace of play. Yeah. It's that's crazy. What about a shot clock? I think that'd be fine. Yeah. 
the, the guys take way too long, way too long to look at a shot. Mm-hmm. There's there's no reason. I don't know how you how you, do you walk around with a digital, you know, a stand like you see on the sidelines of a yeah, college one of the football game. <laughs> yeah, no, that there. There is such a gray area because you have, okay, when is that guy finished with his shot? When is it your shot? But you've got to, I mean, even make it a minute. Just say, okay, it's your shot. I I played golf on Saturday, and I felt guilty not looking at a whole location sheet when I was on the green, or on a tee box of a par three, because I didn't know where the arrows were going to go, you know? Like, you know, those shots are like, they're reading it from from the tee box. Maybe they're that good. Yeah. It, <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. Maybe we can get play quicker. Yeah. Everybody should play quicker. Yeah. I don't think that they. There's a handful of guys that don't like it, and they'll they'll get outspoken about it. But even somebody like Ricky Fowler, he's known to be a quick player, from what I thought. Justin Thomas is he a slow player? I mean, who was the culprit so. there? There was a 30 minute wait on the. Was it yeah. 13 on Saturday? I so they're waiting a bunch. Yeah. It's not fun to watch. Then we get more commercials from the commercial channel. It's <laughs> your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> your favorite, the commercial I don't channel. think I'll ever get a job at Golf Channel. No. Look uh, back through my tweet history there. I think you're out. <laughs> and speaking of the Golf Channel, did the did the European tournament really happen if Randall Shambly didn't watch it? I didn't see that. No, I'm just saying when he said last week that you know, he wasn't going to oh, watch, watch it. Oh, no, nothing. Wasn't did watch did he it. talk about it? I don't know. I, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't. I didn't get to tune in on it. I saw a few highlights. I didn't see it. I, I looked in the morning. Yeah. Saw Dustin Johnson one shot. What nineteen under? It was basically wire to wire. Good comeback by How Tom Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Twelfth uh, and then second. Yeah. Yep. Should have been third and second. <laughs> That's right. But the, the story from from over there is Sergio. I mean, what in the what in the world? He gets. He gets DQ'd for just scuffing up the greens. And the yeah. the article I read, the amazing thing to me is there's no video on this. They said because he was out early on Saturday. How do we get video of that bunker shot? I have no idea. So, but what I read was that there were four groups playing behind him. They were all complaining about it. They all complained about it. Now, they didn't know it was Sergio. They just knew that they were like, they said, what is you know what's going on with the greens it's all scuffed up there's a putter mark and I, I read that one of the rules officials figured out it was Sergio and went up to him on the I was like hey he gave, he gave him a whole he gave him a good old dog kick him off the tour <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> they asked Sergio like what are you like was that you and I think Sergio said yeah and then after the round they were like okay you DQ'd him but, but what I read is is if you're listening, it, it was like Bermuda greens. They were and, new. And, and they were grainy, and literally he just took his putter like against, against the grain and just drug it against them, against the grain. And didn't fix it? And didn't fix it. They said there were deliberate scuff marks, <laughs> which is fully, everybody can believe that after seeing that. Uh, I think Jeff Shackelford I saw tweeted out the sand trap incident. <laughs> that was incredible. I mean, cussing in Spanish. I wish just. Did look, we not get a translate of that yet? I saw some of it, but I don't think we can repeat it on the podcast. <laughs> no, Richard. But, sorry, Richard. We're not. 
we're not trying to swear too much on here. <laughs> but, I mean, just absolutely cut. He looked like an eight-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. It's just, it wasn't that bad of a bunker shot. No. That's what uh, one of the guys this morning, Bill Holcomb, said. He's like, I'd be happy if I hit that shot and got out of the bunker. Yeah. And he's taking the thing and just Sergio, raking. Sergio's kind of, I mean, he did this bit when he was younger. Remember he spit in the cup? It was on the PJ one year at the yeah. US Open, maybe? Yeah. Might have been a Piners. He spit in the he cup. spit in the cup. You know, he had that incident in Beth Page where... They had bad weather. Your tire one. Yeah. He made the comment. You know, he was he was all pissy about Slipped it. Off the fans. Was yeah, there. and said that you know if Tiger was playing, that they definitely would have called it. It just he said some good temper tantrums, but I thought in the past five or six years he's kind of grown up a little bit. Yeah, he got married. Won the Masters. He had a kid. Got, had a kid. Maybe home life's not good. <laughs> there's there's something going on there because. My uncle called me and he's like, something's eating to him that we don't know about. Because to go on that type of tirade, he's the first player to ever be kicked to DQ. Ever be DQ'd for, for behavior. And, and th- this is coming from a guy who's taking his shoe off and throwing it into the stands. He's throwing a five iron into the water on a part three. Like, that's not good behavior. No. And for him to do this, this must have been really bad. Yeah, I don't. There's, there's something else going on there. Because he, he, he came out, you know. He had that statement. I gotta act more like a Masters champion. Has he had a statement about it? No, no. This was this was a sometime in the last year. Oh. Something he he just kind of went off and said, you know, I'm I'm gonna act like a Masters champion, babe, like one does. And then he goes gets DQ'd for. Here's what I want. I was thinking about this. He's such a big Ryder Cup guy. What does this do? You had to think. Before this weekend, since he's won the Masters, he's a shoe in to be a Ryder Cup captain, I would think. Absolutely. What does something like this do to that? I don't think that changes it. Doesn't change it? No. All-time points leader has one weekend where he acts, acts like an ass in Saudi Arabia. Luckily for him, I mean, it's like that stuff with the NFL. If you get arrested for domestic violence, it's okay as long as there's no video. <laughs> I mean, you, have, you have guys like... Tyreek Hill, who's he got arrested, yeah. but there's no video. But Ray Rice gets arrested, there's video. So he's out. I mean, it's, it, it, I, the video, the, to me, the biggest part is the vi- there's no video. Right, or pictures of or it. Or pictures. It's, Did you see Club Row guys' video- pictures? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are funny. Right. <laughs> just, it but, was like hail storms that had been through a green and just destroyed it. He's like, what, you're calling this damage? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just one of those that... I, I, if there was video of him doing it, it would be a lot worse. I don't know how there wasn't. It just blows my mind. I mean, those cameras are always on. Like, somebody will hole out in the final group. Not in the final group, but, like, first thing Saturday morning of a tour event. And we've got video of it. Yeah, it could be Saudi Arabia didn't let, didn't let the cameras they're, in. They're protecting him? <laughs> I, did, I did see that. Inside job. So... I'm surprised he made it out of there. Maybe he hasn't. We haven't heard from him. Yeah. The interesting is it happened... To me, is it happened on a Saturday, so right. he made the cut. Right. So he's not playing terrible. He makes the cut, has a bad round Saturday, gets DQ'd, and then I read where he went to a, a dinner or function that night to honor royal somebody, and then he left the next day. <laughs> so he still went to the charity stuff. Yeah. Those guys must have been so angry. Honored. They were they were so pumped to have that event. I bet and so proud. 
and then you get him just coming through there acting like a clown. That's and the, they paid him five hundred grand. That's the only thing you hear about it. Yeah, five hundred grand, three rounds. Get how about Justin Rose, two million to miss the piece out. We we talk about how great he's missed. I think he'd miss one cut in the last thirty six events. Yeah, we talk about it, and then he goes to Saudi Arabia and gets paid a million dollars. Two million. I oh, thought. two million. I think or it was, was that Tiger? It was Tiger. Tiger was two million. Tiger turned down two yeah. million. And I think Justin Rose was a million pounds, which I don't know what the exchange rate is, but it's more than a million dollars. Um, so he gets paid that and just goes over and mails it in, misses the gut. Maybe maybe that's why the appearance fees aren't great for golf. Yeah, I, I like that we don't have them here. Yeah. Um, another interesting thing that happened this past weekend that I think – deserves a little bit of notice is the the Jones Cup. Yeah. Is down there in um Sea Island. Sea Island at Ocean Forest. Yep. And a seventeen year old I don't know not exactly sure how to pronounce it. Ashke Batia. Oh there you go. So he's seventeen years old, beats yeah. beats every beats a field of seventy eight college golfers. Not like top notch college golfers like all Americans, really good players. It was rain shortened. He won in a playoff over uh, UGA Davis Thompson. Yeah. Sophomore. Todd Thompson's his dad. Now the tournament director of McLadry or yeah. RSM, whatever you want to call it. And longtime runner of the Southeastern Junior Golf Tour. Yeah. Started the, the SGGT, didn't he? He did. Yeah. In 94. But, um. So he wins. Is a 17-year-old, as he announced last year at 16, that he's going to go pro. He's not. He has already said he's not going to college. I think he's waiting to go through the Walker Cups this year. And he's won back-to-back junior PGAs. He was AJGA Player of the Year this past year. He lives up in North Carolina, but he takes lessons from Matthew Wolskai, GG Swim Tips. Really? And takes lessons from Alan Terrell. I might be saying that guy's name wrong. Oh, is that the guy Dusty DJs? Yeah. yeah. So they're both always beach. posting videos of him. Um, the kid's got a serious game. I mean, he made like a 50-footer for Eagle in a playoff hole um, to win that junior PGA this year. And then he made it to the – I think he lost in the finals of the U.S. Junior. Yeah. Speaking of the Jones Cup, though, we can't go too far without noticing one of our local players, Spencer Ralston, eighth place eighth finish. Eighth place. Yeah, and those of you that follow the UGA Twitter might have missed it because they were too busy tweeting about the Super Bowl on Sunday while they had two of their players playing the Jones Cup, finishing the top ten. We we got updates on how many players from UGA were playing the Super Bowl instead of getting some updates on that. That's right. So, so we got the Jones Cup, and then... so Did you ever play in the Jones Cup? No, it started about the time, maybe my junior senior year, and then we were always going to. They've changed the date now, but it was very close to when we would go to Hawaii. Yeah, and people are in Hawaii now. Yeah, like I saw one of the Auburn golfers tweeted out a video from Hawaii. So I feel like they've got the date a little better now, but yeah. it was the past few years. It's kind of been a kickoff for the college season. Now it's kind of overlapping a few events. Yeah. So. Here comes the money. What is that? Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, money. 
Yeah, this is my favorite part of the show. <laughs> it might just be the song. A little throwback to WWE Shane McMahon's walkout. Speaking of speaking of the the gambling and the the DraftKings, we need a couple more players in the the G Vegas TNG League. Last week we had nine, and it got <laughs> the contest got canceled. You guys didn't fill it up. Oh well, no. So we needed ten. We, I didn't know. So anybody looking for some some DraftKings golf, hit us up, and we'll send you an invite Great. to the league. Do you need some money this this month to pay your electric bill? I had Are you a, okay? I had a good week. Hey, oh, yeah. I, I definitely would have won. Yeah, I, fin- I finished like seventy second in the in the big pool. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy because because of Gary Woodland. Yeah, I told you to take. Well, yeah. he didn't win, but. I think he finished seventh. It never really threatened. He had some good points, though. I will say, so you, I had Woodland. You had Matsuyama, who wasn't. He, I, he finished top cut. 15, yeah. 20 or so. But Kind of back-ended. One of our Twitter followers, Mr. Snake Meacham, tweeted out to take Ricky Fowler. He thought that was his year. And he wins. Wow. So, obviously, we need more input from Snake. On the, I think we've got some input from Snake for later too oh, yeah, on the Twitter picks so Pebble Beach this week um, you've got the Pro-Am I let me just go ahead and throw this out there this will be the worst Saturday to watch golf of the entire year they will sit on 17T and they interview all the celebrities oh. and they analyze their swings it's so bad, so don't plan to watch golf Saturday. And there's no shot tracker on two of the courses, so don't be sitting in your office hoping to follow your local favorite like Don Bazzelli or yeah. something like that when they're on the Monterey Peninsula course. Yeah, so you've got, they'll play Pebble Beach, Spyglass Hill, Monterey Peninsula, and then Pebble Beach on Sunday. Rotated around, you got celebrities. The only real big name I've seen is Tony. I've seen Tony Romo's playing. Bill Murray. He's kind of like the host now, right? Yeah, but he's tired. You don't like Bill Murray? You're over it? I'm over it. I'm okay with Bill Murray. I, mean, I, I think he brings a lot of people out to it and promotes it really well. I think he used to. You don't think he's doing think it anymore? he's past his prime. I don't know. He's got the whole William Murray golf brand co-partnering with the I mean, I saw that. Jive. I saw that picture you put up on Instagram with his <laughs> outfit. Yeah, I just pulled that stuff. <laughs> He's always wearing goofy stuff. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't even at the Pebble Beach. That was, I think. But he's with his partner's DA points every year. Aaron Rodgers is playing. Yeah. He wants to play with the host on Twitter. We haven't even talked about that. Oh, my God. We got to talk about the waste management or the Pebble Beach after we do our DraftKings talk. Okay, so we're going to dra- well, go DraftKings. Well, we've done the Here Comes the Money song. We can't. Okay, so to DraftKings, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you my fantasy picks, and then I'm gonna let JP go on his. I don't so, even have fantasy picks. That's true, but you can say who who you think. We like, take I, on my draft brother teams. sent me a late a late text message tonight. Okay, I'm gonna go through mine. Jason Day, he's ten thousand nine hundred on DraftKings. He's the only one to have a ahead of him is Dustin Johnson, but Jason Day. Has never missed the cut in nine tries. Four of his six, four of his last six times there, he's been sixth or better. So he's got four top six finishes in the last six years. 
You've also got Ches Reeve for nine thousand. He's tied second last year, and he's fourth at the Waste Management just last week. And he also played well at the Sony. So Ches is not your sexy pick. He, no, but he's he's trending in the right direction. Yeah, and I watched him beat Jonathan Disney get the Hooters match play in <laughs> two thousand four. I mean, he can he's a player. He's been there for a long time. Um, Dustin Johnson, who I mentioned earlier, he's got eight top tens in ten tries here, and five of those are top threes. One twice, 2009, 2010. The, the only thing that worries me about Dustin and picking him is that he's over in Saudi Arabia last week. I have no idea what time they're on over there. Neither does he. Yeah, that's true. But how in the – he's going from Saudi Arabia to Pebble Beach to – I don't know who he – does he play with Wayne Gretzky? I, I haven't seen celebrity lineups. I, I don't know. I don't even know where to find those. I was looking today. I, they didn't I have at, times out. Yeah, I looked to see who a potential kept, interview we were doing was playing with, and I couldn't even find it. Couldn't find anything. No, we'll, we'll get to that probably not tonight. We don't want to jinx anything. <laughs> so you, you got that. But another another pick that I think is, is good is Brant Snedeker. He's won twice. Yeah, and he always – does that guy putt it okay out there or, or what? Yeah, pops it right in Just there. Just somehow with it. Everybody else struggles in the, that pole, that ball hops around, they bitch about it, and Snedeker's just hopping it around and knocking it in the hole. And then J.B. Holmes, uh, he's made 10 of 12 cuts out there, six top 25s. Man, he's done a lot of research. He's a good one. Um, the... Kind of a couple sleeper picks that I think a lot of people will look at. Somebody like Russell Henley. Yeah. $7,600 on DraftKings. He finished 13th last week, and he's a very streaky player. So he's somebody that can get it rolling. He pops it kind of like Snedeker on putt. He does. I think he could get hot out there. He, he always seems to kind of play good early in the year, too, I feel. Right. All those Georgia guys, him, Hudson, Swafford. Yeah. Hudson. They just play, kind of play good all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are too many of them. And then another one, if you're going going kind of deep, is a guy like Scott Stallings, $7,100. West Coast guy. 14. Not from the West Coast, but. Right. 14 in 2017, 7th last year. Won the Farmers. He's played well. The, the Genesis, which is next week. He was runner-up in the Farmers the year, year after he won it. Yeah, I mean, he's a, yeah. he, he plays well on the West Coast. And I, I think for $7,100, he obviously likes the format, which I think you, get, you can eliminate a lot of these guys just because of the format. You yeah. Three different courses. It's, it's just a lot to, a lot to try to figure out. The strange thing about it is you look at the the past three years of winners, you got Ted Potter. Ted Potter last year who Speaking of the Hooters tour. <laughs> right. Which Ted Potter's won twice on tour now. Yeah. But so he goes into the the last round last year. I think he was tied with Dustin Johnson, who has the best course history ever out there. Potter just stared him down. Potter stares him down and wins. <laughs> And the year before that, you get Spieth, who 64-65 on Sunday to win. 
And the year before that, you get Vaughn Taylor, who's playing on a a, uh, a winner, a past winner from 2004, I think. That's right. And and won yeah. out of nowhere. So two of the last three years, a lot of surprises. Yeah, and yeah, all the speeds not a surprise, but no. But I'm talking about Ted Potter, Vaughn Taylor. Yeah, two of the last three. Is we talked about you got the weather this week. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot that can happen. There's been hell out there. It's going to be cold. It's not. It's probably not going to be above 50. It's going to be in the 40s. It's going to be a cold war. And when my brother sent me his stuff this afternoon, he was picking on a few players that he thought might fit well with the weather. He's looking at guys like, and he's going to be a homer with this one, but a guy like Don Bazzelli who isn't scared to get out in the mud, isn't scared to kind of play when it's 45 degrees. He's going to get out there and just kind of grind it out, put on the rain gloves maybe. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't care what the kind of weather is. He he'd actually prefer it. Um, he, picked, he actually took a real value pick with uh, Joey Garber, who's a rookie on tour this week. But Joey Garber is a pretty good story. He was a pretty top ranked amateur one year when he was playing at University of Georgia. But he's not from Georgia. He's from Michigan. Um, he doesn't really play the big ball, so he's not bombing it around. And these three courses are the. Three three shortest courses on tour, I think. Um, yeah, I think they're all they're all three under seven thousand yeah, dollars. So so it's not a lot not a lot of big walks there. And Garber's made a couple cuts when he's gotten in, um, and then he, so so he's been able to kind of balance around his price range. And because of that, he he wanted to take a guy like Tommy Fleetwood, who's playing on tour. He's a European guy. This is kind of European weather, and you've got to hit the ball solid. You can't really mess around out there, especially in this type of weather. So Tommy Fleetwood, I think, is this his first uh, first, first start on tour first for 2019? Appear, first appearance at, at the Pebble Beach. First appearance at Pebble Beach. He took uh, he took Snedeker. He took Dustin Johnson. Just the, hard to bet against him with the history. And then another small guy, small ball guy, Brian Gay, who's made seven out of eight cuts this year. Um, Seems to always kind of grind it out. Played pretty well at the Sony. I think he finished top 25 there, had a few good rounds. But he's kind of always in the mix and getting after it. He's a good value pick um, at a price of 6800 bucks. So that's kind of what he's looking at um, as far as that goes. One, one thing I'm, I'm kind of curious about, why aren't there more guys wanting to play in the zone? I feel, I feel like a lot of guys have been backing out from it. This is a... U.S. Open year at Pebble Beach. I know it's not the same conditions, but that's a good point. Hey, let's go get a free look at this tournament. Yeah, you know? like where are some of these guys that are going to be playing? I think that's where you get back to a lot of these guys. They're comfortable with the money they've made, and they don't feel like they have to go play, and they don't have to go deal with it. I mean, right. think about you. You've got all these guys that could go play with celebrities or people, or CEOs of huge companies to make huge connections. They don't really care, right? I mean, it's wild. For example, Brendan Todd last Friday. What is any update on? He was second alternate this afternoon. But he so he set he was seventeenth alternate on 17th? Friday. Seventeenth. And as of 
sometime today he was second alternate. So you've had Andres Romero took himself <laughs> off the. Did you see that? No. Yeah. So it was um, who was in front of him? Appleby. Appleby, and then Romero. Maybe Romero got in. I don't know. But yeah, you've got fifteen guys that just like eh. Oh, they got tee times out. I don't really want to go play those three courses and. It's just funny though. Play with, that's such a cool play area. With amateurs and yeah. I mean, I get it for some of the guys, but you can make some pretty good connections out there. Yeah. I mean, think think of the amount of people that would that would pay a Still lot of money alternate. to spend twelve hour, if you say six hour rounds, eighteen hours with the CEO of. Of some huge company. So, do the CEOs do they have to pay money to play in it? Like, if Tim Cook plays in this, does he have to pay like fifteen grand to play? I think it's something like and ten grand. Like Aaron Rodgers, does he get paid? Oh, probably. He's probably not paying. He's just got everything taken care of, right? But why? Why would he do that? Like, that doesn't seem in the best interest of somebody making fifty million bucks a year to just go. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's a charity but, deal. What I don't think I don't think somebody like and I could be wrong, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers and Tony Romo, I don't and Matt Ryan, I don't think they're paying to go play. I don't think so either. Okay. I think they're just going to play because yeah. they're competitive and they you know, Tony Romo's tried to qualify for the US Open a few times. Yeah. I think they just want to Aaron Rodgers good friends with Jerry Kelly. They get to play every year. And I think they just want to go play golf and have a good time. If I could if somebody wanted me to go play as a celebrity, I'd love to go do that. No, nobody's calling you. Yeah, they haven't. <laughs> and they're not going to. You get called for the big red cup. <laughs> yeah. and, and they're not and they're not going to. <laughs> but it's a it's an interesting event. I think it's very hard to handicap. It's tough to figure out and and what what day are you gonna get which course? All that stuff. Yeah, know? they're talking about Friday is going to be really bad. Yeah. And if it's really bad, you don't want to play Pebble when no. it's really bad. This has been weather shortened in the past. DJ won it. Did he win it twice when it was weather shortened? Yeah, at least once. I don't know about the second time. I know that he's won a couple. He won Turning Stone one year and was weather shortened. So he's won a couple events at... Because he hits it 300 yards in the air and it doesn't... <laughs> just stick. so much farther than everybody else in the air. That it doesn't matter. Another big thing this week with the with Pebble Beach, with all these players pulling out and everything. I mean, it seems like everybody can get in. Davis, David Duvall's in. David Duvall. David Duvall's playing. Peter <laughs> Jacobson was in until the other day. He pulled out. No. He played last year. Sixty three years old. Okay. The one guy I saw in there that I have no idea, and it must be a sponsor. Do you remember Steve Jones? Yes. He broke my heart beating Davis Love in like the nineteen. The, the U.S. Open. Yeah, yeah. Lefty. I mean, I was pulling. No, no. But he putted with that bullseye putter. Steve He's Jones not a lefty. Steve Flash is a lefty. Yeah, but Steve Jones. Did he win two U.S. Opens? No, no, absolutely not. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure he only won the U.S. Open ever. <laughs> it was a. I'm, it was I'm at Oakland. It was at Oakland Hills. He's playing this week. Yes, and I have no idea how he's in the field. But um, so Steve Jones is in the field, and I can't remember the last time I saw that name. But I mean, he won a U.S. Open. I, 
won in '96. Yeah, I got his Wikipedia right here. So I'm, I'm. Four. He's won eight times on the PGA Tour. Oh bro. god, <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad call. Gosh, he, he's won eighteen. He will be throwing. That's how he's in. What year did he win that? '88. He won in a playoff okay. over Bob Tway. Okay, I was six. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> he's won the Phoenix Open. Oh man. That is a bad call by me. <laughs> That's hey, how he's in. That's pretty good. Well, the Canadian Open back when that was pretty Did big. he win anything after the U.S. Open? Yeah, he won the Phoenix Open, the Canadian Open, the Quad City Classic. What years? He won the U.S. Open in 96, yeah. 97, Phoenix Open, 97, Bell Canadian, oh, 98, Quad City. Oh, my gosh. From 96 to 98, that guy was pretty good. Our, he beat Greg Norman at the Canadian Open. In a playoff? No, by a shot. Oh. He beat Jesper Pranovic, Scott Gump. Man. He beat Paul Easinger, Jay Haas. These are just guys that he, that were like runners up to him. Gosh. <laughs> nice call. Nice awful. <laughs> <laughs> He's won twice on the senior tour, too. <laughs> so I, I just remember in, in 96, I think it was I was at Oakland Hills. Davis Love three putted the seventeenth green. I don't know why I remember that. I guess I was fourteen. And he beat Tom Lehman and Davis Love by by a shot. Yeah, and, and I'm telling you, Davis bogeyed the seventeenth hole to lose by one, and I couldn't believe it. Steve Jones putted with a bullseye putter, and I was. Where was that? Ninety six. Oakland Hills. Oakland, yeah. I, I I don't know why I remember being so disappointed. He won four hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Wow! <laughs> I think because I had a a good friend of mine when I was growing up that was affiliated with Davis and had met Davis. Who's that? And a guy named Jason Hodges. And um, did you date your sister? Yeah, years oh. ago. But I anyway, I met him at an Auburn tailgate once. I think. Yeah, great guy. But I remember. I just remember. The uh, I remember that pulling for Davis and him losing to Steve Jones, but so Steve Jones is in the the other one that was kind of interesting to me is Jason Gore getting another week off from selling insurance. Is Turner Wooden Smith gonna get you out there? Uh, you know, he must be a hell of a salesman because I looked and he's he's played two of the last four weeks. That was. That was the stupidest story I've ever read last year. So bad. When they said that he was, he had retired from golf to be a full-time insurance salesman. Basically, he's got some insurance company that wanted to slap their logo on his bag. Yeah, he might sell to a few of his family and friends, but that guy's not selling insurance. He paid, He played 23 events last year. 23 events? <laughs> and so this year he played the, he played the Desert Classic, and now he's in this week, which... Somebody told me he plays every week, every year in this with with a celebrity. I can't think of who that is, uh, and that's why he's in. But the other uh, John Catlin, who's a he got a sponsor. He's invite. in a sponsor invite. Yeah. Hosung Choi is a sponsor. The fisherman. Which, if y'all haven't seen Hosung Choi, just go to Twitter and type in his name. I'm sure he'll get plenty of coverage. He's been getting it all week. He's got front page on pjtour.com. His whole story. He's actually got a pretty interesting story. He does. He didn't, he didn't start playing golf till he was 27 because he was just 
randomly working on a golf course. Right, and you and said something's wrong with his thumb? He lost a thumb in an accident when he was 19, and they, like, half-ass reattached it. <laughs> it's gross looking. <laughs> I didn't see that. It's like his right thumb, too. Like, it should make an impact. The swing... He said he did it for extra power. He's won a few times over in Asia. Yeah, he, he no, he can play golf. He's top 250 in the world, which that might seem like a large number, but I mean, I bet you there's worse players ranked than him right now in this tournament. Steve Jones. Steve Jones, Drew Love. Yeah, there's no. Well, did Speaking, I mean, friends of the pod were wondering earlier, and he tried to edit his question because he had a grammatical error, but Snake had a question there about. Quickest way to get the tour is to go to Asia and have an orthodox swing. That was that the was that the, an unorthodox. Swing. Did he mean unorthodox? Yeah, he meant, unorthodox he meant to go back swing. and fix it. I thought he was being funny. I kind of liked it, <laughs> but um, I think the easiest way to get out there is just have a dad that still wants to play a little bit. And hey, if I sign up, I'll bring my son. Oh, I'm a Hall of Famer. Okay. <laughs> One of the funnier things that I ever read. His uh, club pro guy sending the you know he'll tend he'll he'll tweet out these congratulatory letters yeah and he sent one to Drew and Davis Love after they won the father son <laughs> challenge <laughs> did you see that yes that may have been the best thing I've seen on Twitter that is where weird. he said oh way to go you beat Bernard Longer and his daughter and. Yes. <laughs> He absolutely ripped on Drew and Davis love, which, which rightfully so. That is not an event that you take two PGA Tour players and you win. No. Well, let's let's reel back on the PGA Tour player comment real quick. He's the sponsor invite PGA <laughs> Tour player. I mean, I'm sure Bernard the longer could get his daughter into an LPGA event. <laughs> yeah. You know. So uh, I think we we kind of reference Snake so. We've, we've got a few uh, viewer questions from tonight. And the first one that I saw earlier in the week, and, and you can answer this, but so have you ever listened to PGA Tour Radio? No. Well, I have. I, not enough to make a comment on it. Okay. So somebody asked me if the announcers on the PGA Tour Radio had the easiest job in radio. If you ever listen to it, if somebody puts it, Say it's a 10-footer. They basically say, takes it back, rushes it through. It's rolling, rolling. It's in. (laughs) Or, ooh, just missed it low. It's literally, there is, they add. I wouldn't say it's the easiest job on radio. (laughs) Okay, what's the easiest job on radio? Traffic control. (laughs) You got Doug Turnbull from Atlanta. He's just flying around in a helicopter. Nobody knows what's going on out there. Like, you think I'm going to remember if Green Street's closed when I drive back home? That's the easiest job in radio. Because you're always right. And, and half the people listening aren't driving on those roads more than half. Oh, yeah, we're close to the connector today. Use uh, Buford Highway. Oh, okay, great. And half the people don't know don't know which road you're talking about anyway. So they, they're just making stuff up. Triple team, triple triple. team traffic coverage. <laughs> That's the easiest job on radio. Okay, well, I think... The PGA Tour announcer radio is pretty good. I mean, they're like, but he's got 180 they gotta, yards. They got to make you kind of listen to it, though. Describe the shot. He listen, 180 listen yards. He's got a he's got a tough spot here. It's like a live tweeting event. If if you're listening to the PGA Tour radio, 
you've probably already got an issue. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have I don't have XM, so I can't get it. I wish I could. They have some good talk shows on there. Yeah, PG. I mean, they, it's great because yeah, you can actually listen to a golf tournament. Right. But they just I, 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 don't I know. get bad. I use your PJ Tour Live login and I put it in the screen of my car. Yeah. And I'll drive and I can see it. It's not good for distracted <laughs> driving in Georgia. I, that's when I'm driving home, so I've left the state. <laughs> <laughs> the the other question that we got, which I thought was really good from Alan Chutsey, was where is Anthony Kim? Oh, I got that question from one of my good buddies the other day too. Where is he? He he came. My one of my best friends, Dan Barney, called me this past weekend and told me that's how we can make this podcast great. He's like, <laughs> talk about Anthony Kim. <laughs> where is he? Pat Perez, did you listen to Pat Perez's podcast with Jim Rome? No. They're like buddies, and they hang out every once in a while, and he's just hanging out. He doesn't love golf. He just wants to chill and party. And... We need to get Pat Perez on the podcast. <laughs> that would be outstanding. That'd be tough. <laughs> that would be tough. We need a few more but episodes. There was a, at the PGA, PGA uh, merchandise show, they did like a instructor's thing, and they released a video of him swinging a club. And they've done this before, where somebody's posted. We're talking like a month ago. Mm-hmm. But so there was something. No, this a is a while ago, and somebody this was is like, a "Different this one." Okay. And this guy was like, "Yeah, this video is from the fall." So, I got sucked into it again. I got called out by a couple of my buddies in a group chat. They're like, "Don't fall into this trap again." I'm like, "Oh, but it says it was in the fall." You know? And it wasn't. No, he's just. You gotta listen to the Pat Perez Jim Rome podcast if you get some time to drive around. It's like an hour. Unfiltered, awesome. Yeah, Pat Perez is a man. I need the thing that the, the big rumor about Anthony Kim, and I have no idea was that he had this big disability policy. Yeah, for thirty million or, or ten, well, ten million, ten million, but tax free or something, right? Yeah, and so, but that if he ever played, or if he teed it up in X amount of PGA Tour events, that was. It, that was done. How much would that policy cost you to write? You're an insurance man. I have no idea. I don't. If I came to you tomorrow and I'm like, Stuart, my golf career depends on this risk. Can I write a policy? You need to call Sam Kivion. <laughs> That's life and health. I don't do that. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, I get it if 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 he's getting ten million dollars in disability. But I don't know how the company, the disability company, is not like, well, you can't. You show us you can't play golf. Right. It's funny, there was somebody last year, I think it might have been like an Andrew Kim, entered a U.S. Open qualifier, <laughs> but it just showed a Kim, <laughs> yeah. and there are all these rumors going around, I mean, is he back? I mean, think about that guy. He was, he, he the he, 2000, was it 2008 Ryder Cup? When he went, when he went out and Sergio walked, saw him walking in at like breakfast, and then he waxed him. I think it was 2008. Valhalla? Yeah. That had to be 2008. Mm. And I mean, he was... All over that team. Was that the year that he shot like twenty two on the back nine at Augusta? Yeah, he was chasing down yeah. uh, sixty five final round, maybe. I don't know who would have won. I don't know who won two thousand eight Masters, but he, he. I mean, Anthony Kim basically ran out of holes. Yeah, and it was it was crazy that that he was that good, and you know he played at Oklahoma and was a just a 
baller of a golfer mm-hmm. for so many so many years. You gotta you gotta listen to the. I couldn't get the quotes from Pat Perez, but they were great. They were solid stuff. So one two thousand eight because that's when Trevor Immelman won. Might have I, been. I don't remember Anthony Kim chasing him down. But um, I I mean I remember Anthony Kim. He's roughly my age. I graduated two thousand six on the five year plan. But he, I remember we played a few college events. He played at Oklahoma, but he was so disinterested. He didn't care? No. So, I remember yeah. after a round, and we were playing at the Ridges in Johnson City, and we all go hit balls, and Oklahoma's team was up there hitting balls. And I remember walking back to the van, and he's just sitting there, like near the Oklahoma team van, just not caring. <laughs> just that's before just, social media. Yeah, he just, can't even be tweaking. No, just ready to go home. Right. I mean, so one last thing I want to touch on while we wrap up here. I think we've we've been going for a little while. Are you are you ready to wrap up? You got some more topics? I don't have anything else, but we can we can go. With the one, what else you got? I got tonight's the State of the Union address, and we don't we don't want to get into politics here. But over the weekend, with the Johnny Miller send-off, Donald Trump came out and did a video where he was thanking him, and and there were a few other people, and Donald Trump was talking about how Johnny Miller just says how it is, and he's like, you know, for whatever reason, people love you for it. And he's taking kind of a shot for that. But that same day, Donald Trump, Tiger, and Jack Nicklaus all played golf together. I'm sure they probably played at the medalist or something. Um, took a picture together and Trump tweeted out something about how Tiger shot 64 they had a great time he's like yeah Jack's rooting for Tiger he's going to win many majors Jack and Tiger are friends and the way he was tweeting it it's like yeah we're, we're in third grade Lisa and Kevin are really getting along you know like a letter you get home from school but, but it was cool to see that you know um Trump, Trump was giving out shout outs. Uh, Trevino came out and gave a shout out, and I'll have to tell a Trevino story sometime on this podcast. Um, we'll have to save that for a later time. But he came out and he was talking about how Johnny Miller would deliver all this stuff, and he he can deliver the news straight how it is. And he even took a shot and he goes, "Nothing you say is ever fake news." So it seems like the PJ Tour is kind of behind Donald Trump with some of that stuff. And, even the Peter Jacobson song was great to listen to. And I don't know if we got time for a Peter Jacobson story if you wanted to hear one real quick. Absolutely. All right. Well, this goes back to me watching Dom on the PJ Tour. And uh, last year I'm at the Vals Bar. And I'm not a big cigar smoker. But for some reason, I had a black and mild in my car. My buddy Mike Short had visited me a couple weeks before. And we bought him at a gas station. We thought we were funny. You know, we were listening to rap in Atlanta. So we buy these black and miles, those little cigarettes, what are they, cigarillos? <laughs> cigarillos, I don't yes. know what they are. They got they got this plastic filter. So I'm standing out at the fifth hole on Sunday, the Vales Park, smoking this thing and watching Dom. He's playing with a Furic. And this guy walks up, and I'm watching the putt, and this guy goes, man, that smells good. And I turn around, and it's Peter Jacobson. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, what's up? He's like, I'm just coming out here to see my buddy Fluff. And I'm like, 
Fluff, your caddy? He's like, yeah, he was actually my caddy before he got going with anybody else. And he's telling me all these fluff stories and everything, and I'm like, oh, man, that's cool. And he's like, hey, quiet, they're, they're lining up the putt. And, you know, I, I don't want to be quiet at the golf course, but whatever. I'll listen to Peter Jacobs, and he's kind of cool. And he goes, hey, you watching this group? And I'm like, yeah, Dom's my buddy. He goes, oh, get in the car with me. So for the next three and a half, four holes, we're riding under the ropes, riding down the fairways. He let me keep my little black and mild. I'm yelling at Dom. I'm like, what's up? Check out this ride I got. <laughs> he was like the nicest guy in the world. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's, and then he had, when we got to nine, they put it on nine. Then he's like, all right, JP, I, I got to go up to the booth. <laughs> so, so straight from smoking cigarillos to the booth. Yeah, he, he was telling me stories about how he used to pick up Fluff at his little motel when they were driving in. And Fluff would be smoking some n- not cigarillos <laughs> on the way in. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there there are a lot of ways we can go with that. And I, I did just find the year we're talking about Anthony came into Masters is 2010. Okay. When he ran out of holes, he shot 65. Was it? Yeah. On on Sunday. But it was like 29 or 30 on the back. Yeah. There's there's an article in there something about Rory talking about the day he played with Anthony came and he made 11 birdies at Augusta. Rory's been working with Brad Faxon on his putting, getting ready for Augusta. Is Rory's back? Yeah. So hold on. So next week is. Riviera, do we see is Tiger Tigers mm-hmm. back? Then, then they come to the West Coast. Okay, so your pick for this week, who you got? Snedeker. Sneds? Yeah. He's I been think. playing pretty good lately. Okay. I'm gonna go with Jason Day. He's burned me before. He's gonna be I in the mix. Like him because I feel like if he wakes up and his thumb hurts. <laughs> He'll withdraw. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to pick him. Snedeker's going to get in the mud. That guy's always there. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't care about the weather. He'll just yeah. be smiling. He loves this tournament. Well, anyway, we hope you all enjoy the the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Yeah. Any feedback, comments, questions? Follow us on Twitter, AutoPress Podcast, Instagram, Send us an email at autopresspodcast at gmail.com. We're going to start lining up guests for you guys soon, so be patient. We'll be back next week.